Uh, Craig Goodwin would be in the mix as well, I'd say. Oh, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Craigie. Craig Six goals and. Craig Fucking Craig mate. <laughs> 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 Okie dokie, artichokey, here we go with another episode of the four-man wall of podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan, coming at you live, exhausted from a long day of selling craft beer, and Andy Gibson is out banging goals at futsal, so the second voice you're going to hear is that of a man. He's read the group chat, but doesn't know what he's doing, and he's got an incredible immune system. On Twitter, his NPL player, Oz Scopes, here he is Damon Serrar. Yeah, thanks, Jashan, for that intro. I uh, yeah, feel like this is a bit odd. Um, carrying the squad mm. as uh, per usual at the moment. <laughs> uh, so not odd, actually, just the usual. Yeah, just the usual. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Nick and Andy, pull your heads in. <laughs> Free your schedule for the most important thing in your week. That's it, mate. And let's record this potty. It's the best podcast going around. And last but not least, subbing in for the unwell Nicholas. It's his first appearance since the World Cup episodes, the metaphor, the merchant of Hume. He's got COVID as we speak, but he's still showing up. It's Matthew Hume. Still still fucking turned up. Like, fucking, I'm dying. <laughs> I was almost sick, sick just before we started. But, like, here we are. A-League expert, obviously. You know, watch all the games. I definitely know what I'm doing. But, uh... I've still never been on one of these with... I've been. This is my third appearance. Mm-hmm. None of them have contained Gibbo. Yeah. Yet to be on a podcast with Andy. Because like, there's there's beef brewing between you and Nick, but you just, we never get no. a chance with, with you and Andy, you know? Chatting. Yeah. Yeah. But and on that topic, uh, Nick, what the fuck, mate? Like, you're sick. Hard enough, lad. <laughs> Hard enough. Like, it's a podcast. All you do is sit at your chair, <laughs> talk... And if you need to be, like, violently ill or something, you mute the microphone and just, you know, have a Maybe, maybe he's got a brutal sore throat. Yeah. That, I can understand that if he doesn't want to talk. That's right. Uh, mate, mate, <laughs> have you not listened to a recent episode of The Traders? Fucking Roy's not even had a voice for, like, the last two weeks. <laughs> no. He's still out there hosting he's the thing. I don't listen to The Traders. No excuses. I use AFL Fantasy Pigsty. It's a different... Um, Different topic altogether, but we have oh, lots wow. to talk He's about moved today, away from boys. DT Tour. Lots to talk about today, boys. Uh, huge chats. We break down finals football. We take a look at some transfers, and we're going to discuss the insane news stories surrounding Australian football right now. But first of all, Melbourne City played Sydney in the initial semi-final of the weekend to a one-all draw. Goals from uh, Matt Leckie and Adam Lafrondra. Yeah. But there was drama. Drama. There was considerable drama. Oh. I'm going to crack this off with a burning question. Three burning questions. Damo. Yeah, Damon Sarah. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. <clears throat> Where is it on the dock? Wait, hold on. I've lost my place. Yes, here it is. Do City fans have a right to be angry about the retaken pen? Damo, answer the question. Break it all down for us. Absolutely, they do. Because when else is it ever judged during the season? Mm. I reckon you could almost play 75% of penalties back in the A-League regular season (laughs) and someone's encroaching the area. And the fact that it's a final and that there were lots of eyeballs 
watching that the referees have decided that that is encroachment in the area and it is a retaken penalty. Yes. And I, I, I do feel that it was a bit of a uh, a Sydney bias there with the crowd. In Melbourne. In, the game was in Melbourne, right? No. No, it was in Sydney. It was Fuck, in Sydney. Right. Shit. No, no, no. The the top seeds yeah. had the home, mm. home leg in the second second game. In Sydney, I... How many like how many encroachment penalty um like retakes do you reckon you've seen over how long you've watched football? Because oh, they're so rare. And I feel like the only times you see them are in huge games. Yeah. Yeah. Like normally it's the keepers off the line. Yes. Like and it for a brief moment it looked like he did, but he came forward with one leg still firmly planted deep behind the actual. Oh, very line. deep. So very, like, very, very yeah, deep. If if Callum Talbot does not clear the ball, I think it's a non-issue. However, because he does clear the ball, it is an issue because there is a Sydney player also in the area mm. before um, LaFondra kick, or Caceres kicks the ball. Yes. So, we're, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. But I, in, in the spirit of the game, the referee just has to play on. But I thought midway through the season you'd given up on the refs being good and you were just going to go by the um, yeah I you know, know. tenet I know I I'll went, just I'll just take whatever they say is gospel. I went the and cynical yeah. uh, route during the season, but now I'm just you know I'm back on the the train. I, I just hate I hate referees. I'm sorry, but <laughs> okay, they what need to say? stop making silly decisions in big games and destroying the game. On a scale of Lockie Rose to John Aloisi, how much do you hate the referees? Oh, uh, I, I like John Aloisi. But Bro, you've been bagging out John Aloisi all season. Yeah, I know, but I, I do like John Aloisi. He's just right. playing shit. But I, it is Aloisi. bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but no, like, in all honesty, with, without the referees, <laughs> we don't have a game. But... Yes? We have Correct. to go back to basics and just adjudicate the game. Don't nitpick. Let the boys play. Let them cook. Let, let the, let the cook. players let the boys play. do what they want. If it is a minuscule decision mm. and something that could hinge <coughs> the support during the week in the media, it's... Obviously, a, a shit decision. So, yes, that's my the fans were up and up. Nick and Andy in the group chat after this happened were absolutely livid. They were. They just, are Melbourne City fans. They are. Yes, correct. They were. They were. They were calling it Sydney bias, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Matt, I assume you agree with Damo's take here. Of what? Well, probably should it like it's not called in a regular season mm-hmm. game, and just I think so. Yeah, like again, and I I didn't. Hey, and I wasn't eyeballing it enough even on the replay to like notice really where the encroachment was. But I was like, was yeah, minuscule. when it's when a penalty gets redone, ninety eight percent of the time it's because the keepers come flying off his line, which you're not allowed to do unless you're a Jersey Dudek <laughs> in the two thousand and five Champions League <laughs> final. Oh, Jersey Dudek, um, shout out! <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, oh, that's just an encroachment call in such a key semi final is 
a big one because like it was a decent first pen and a brilliant save by Tom Glover, mm-hmm. who I thought had a really good game from what I could tell yeah. from the highlights. He was fantastic, yes. And then he just got and like he, he guessed right on the retake. It's just Lafon did what you have to do on a pen ideally and put it absolutely pinpoint in the corner. And he just couldn't reach that. Far. Yeah, this is the thing for me. Like, I understand the anger. Uh, and if I was a Melbourne City fan, I'm sure I'd be just as livid. And But technically, it was right. The, the decision was right. And I must. it must be said that Sydney, I think, were the better team in this game and would have had a goal anywhere were it not for Glover's previously fantastic saves. He made a couple oh, in the first half. that such a good save. That were just fucking spectacular. Like, look, he, didn't, he denied LaFondra in the first 15 minutes or so. With the low side save down to his right. Ah, there's another one as well. The double save. Can I just, yeah, oh, the double save. Can I just the say, second like, half of that double save. If Caceres did score. Yes. And Talbot is still in the box, is that still not encroachment of the area? Oh, God. I think you go, that's like an advantage because it was. Like, if it had been a Sydney player who encroached, it'd be retaking because Sydney scored. Because it was a Melbourne player encroaching, mm. if Sydney score. You play advantage, I think, down, yes. it's fine. Damo made the point there was a Sydney player encroaching as well. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, look. We can only, um... I was going to say, I thought this game looked like a little bit of a tale of two halves. City had a lot of first-half chances, and then the second half of the highlights was literally just all Sydney banging shots until they finally they scored. They finally scored. Yeah, it, I, I think Sydney made the better chance. Like, Sydney, City... C- City it's City and Sydney is hard for me to pronounce, yeah. god damn it. But City had 62% possession, as they usually do. But I thought Sydney made the better chances. Yeah. Oh, oh it was... With the current rule set, with the current way it's ruled, that's totally fine. Yeah. I just wanted to say, I just want to say, I think City gets so lucky there. That was a huge yeah. defensive fuck-up. I, I have no idea who it is, because I don't know any of the players, <laughs> but number four... What the fuck are you doing in a semi-final? Basically just passing the ball five yards in front of yourself to a Sydney yeah. player on your own 18-yard box. Who is the number four? Like, he got so lucky. Oh, the, the Nuno Raish. Nuno Raish. Yeah, Nuno Raish. <coughs> is it Raish or Raish? Raish, apparently. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Raish Al Ghul. Because, yeah, I was just like, I watched that replay and I was like, that is such a bad defensive fuck-up to out at some... that part of the field, at that point of the game, in a game of this magnitude. Yeah. And it, des- it frankly, it deserved to be punished. Shout out to Rachel Ghoul, Batman, good villain. Um, really, really. <laughs> you mean Raza Ghoul? It, it's yeah, mate. Right. Tomato, tomato. It's it's all uh, up in the air, boys. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. Any other points <laughs> on this game, or should we get to the other semi-final? Uh, get that to the happened? other one. Get to the other one. He says Adelaide Central Coast. Uh, I predicted that Central Coast would win this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this tie. You did. I also predicted that they would score 10 goals, sorry, 8 goals over the course of two legs. Probably not going to happen, but regardless, no, they took they the win 2-1. Yeah, they could do 6. 2-1 um, in Adelaide. They got the win. Uh, probably deserved. I think it's all it's fair to say that they deserved this victory. I think so. Mm. Again. They just... Yeah. Seemed it. Too dangerous, man. Too dangerous. They got so many threats. Sammy Silvera was an absolute terror yeah, in that left-hand side. He yep. was fucking fantastic. And old James wow. McGarry at left back's becoming a real uh, yeah. goal threat. Goal sneak. How good. How good was that? Oh, what a strike. Oh, I mean, Gauchi probably could have done more. I That's thought Gauchi was poor. He could have just one, but... put his right hand out oh, and saved it. That... But... <laughs> yeah. 
the the second goal. Yes. Yeah. Was routine. I know. No excuse. I know. So routine for a second. And he's had I a think, great season as doing yeah, that. Actually, I, I think he's young. just a little bit shocked that the shots coming. So it didn't overawed by the occasion, yeah. maybe. Mm, maybe, but I just think he's a bit surprised by it. And that's yeah. I mean, it's Jason Cummings, mate. You got to expect everything. He's too good. The cum dog is too good. And I'm loving it. I'm all on the Central Coast train right now. I thought City weren't necessarily inspiring. I will never believe in Sydney FC. So I'm all in on the Central Coast train right now to take it all the way. Get that win before uh, Cummings goes to India and collects the bag. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, Central Coast look good, man. And I just I don't think the Adelaide defence can handle them, unfortunately. Thoughts on this? Nestri Irankunda, should he start the second leg? Why not? Uh, yeah, Why I think indeed? just give him 45 he... minutes from the start. See if he can impact, and if he doesn't, take him off at half-time. They are a spark. They do. And they need hmm. something different. That's my thing. And like... They really do. Halloran hasn't had a particularly impressive second half to the season, and I think every, every time Aaron Kunda comes on, he just provides something like extra pace, extra penetration. Like, give, give it a go from day dot, you know? Yeah. Back, back your big talents. Like, the lad should be a future massive star in that. I'm going to pull a um, left-field example cool. here. All right. But... Um, the start of Tua Tagovailoa's um, college football career. <laughs> Basically, uh, Jalen Hurts, who is now also a top NFL star, got pulled at halftime of the national championship game. Tua came in, bought out one Alabama the Natty. Sometimes you just go with go with the young star, put him in, see what he can do. If it doesn't work, so be it. The way Adelaide, considering how much Central Coast dominated the run of play in this game and the fact the next game's in Central Coast... Mm. It's not like if they run out the same tide, they're going to magically get through. So why not change something and see what he can do? In S3, he won't be scared by the source bottles. You know, he's a big game player. He'll, he'll rock he up. He could be scared by Jake. <coughs> you know, that big barbecue source bottle, it can be a bit intimidating sometimes, but I don't think it will be for S3. Yeah. I think um, Jacob Farrell, buddy, does a good job, eh? <laughs> yeah, big Jacob Farrell fan. Yeah. He, absolutely, he kept he kept um, Nesta somewhat quiet. Yeah. A bunch of those like lesser named Central Coast players have really been showing out. Yeah, like, you know, uh, I think Max that, Ballard. people talk about Nisbet a fair bit. I think yeah. Ballard's really good in yeah. there as well. Um, even Steele, when he plays, is yeah quite decent as well. <coughs> yeah. and, and imagine yeah. if they still had Claude. yeah exactly. They could be. They could have honestly. They could have won the the championship. I think I think when Qual first went to Newcastle, I think it was you, Damo, who thought oh, maybe just loan him back to Central Coast the rest of the season. Yeah. You know? It would have made sense. Mm. Like, that's such a quintessential, um, play, like, young up-and-coming prospect from a much smaller sort of stature kind of place who's clearly nowhere near no, ready for exactly. the Prem, but the Prem team wants to do that. And you literally just loan them straight back home so they never even basically have to leave mm-hmm. and they can continue on in that familiar, nurturing environment. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised when they did go with Hearts over, say, yeah. but, uh, I mean, it's obviously hindsight's between 20 and Hearts hasn't worked. He one game. Prior to going yeah. overseas, yeah, and that's always a pretty bad sign of someone trying to make it overseas by starting one game. You know, but although your your sub appearances and your 
appearances at the World Cup may uh, change that. Of course. However, at the end of the day, you're still 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not just going to go chuck an 18-year-old out on a bloody plumber's job and expect him to do it right the first time. Unless, unless your name's Gavi or Pedri. Well, exactly, that's true. Yeah, but there's exceptions to every rule. That's right. And like, plus, where they're, where they're running him out in that, um, I reckon you can probably get away with playing an 18-year-old in Spanish football a hell of a lot more than Scottish football. That's Scottish football is like lower league English yeah, football. Yeah, absolutely. It is, I'm going to, you're 18 years old, let's see how you run with a broken fucking leg. Um, <laughs> Spanish football is more about like style and finesse and that. So yeah. you know, it's a physical game in Scotland, which isn't. If he's an eighteen-year-old who's not capable of playing the full ninety back in the A League, that's right. And if you, he's not going to be playing the full ninety for Hearts, is he? Yeah. If you're if you're going to take that example, you got to look at um, some of Ange Postecoglou's signings for Celtic. He bought Leo Labada from the Israeli league. Okay. Yes, he was only. I mean, he was only 19 or 20. I was only 19. (coughs) You done? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a great song. No, no, fair enough. That's a good song. (laughs) Um, But going on with my uh, my point, is that he, he played two full seasons or two seasons in the Israeli Premier League, scoring goals, assisting goals, being a good player. Yeah, and he was ready to come into a league. He was physically ready. He had the experience, and he was going to a big club, um, obviously, with good players around him. Mm-hmm. You look coach. at you look yeah exactly and a good coach. And then you look at Qual's situation. He's come into a, a mid-table team, almost a bottom-table team, with no. With limited experience. And a shit coach. And a terrible coach. And no support around him, apart from the three Aussies. Yeah. Which was the only reason he went there. Just for a little bit of familiarity. 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 He's a big friend of Cammy Devlin. And who wouldn't be? Cammy Devlin's got a very charming smile. But yeah, I I agree with... um, Yeah, I agree with Matty Hume. Like, if he goes oh. to a Belgium, if he goes to a Spain, even, if he goes to France, he's getting more of an opportunity, I think, to develop. Because Scotland just is not <laughs> a, a league for someone who's tipped to become a world-class player to mm-hmm. go to. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Virgil no. van Dijk went to Celtic, that, and that's fine. He was already a, quite an established player. And then he's just... Yeah, he's a physical player. His thing is physicality. That's right. And obviously, in the Scottish League, you have to be physical. And he is. And you can hone your game with your, your skills and stuff. But you've got to have that physicality. And Qual just doesn't have that physicality and doesn't have the experience of using his body. So That's, that's good stuff. That's good chat, boys. Bloody hell. Coming into this one with a bang, fellas. This is really impressive shit. But um, shall we talk transfers? Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of transfers. Lots to get through. We have a record-breaking transfer. 
I, I know, how good. It's all coming together quite nicely today. This is fantastic. Uh, we'll build up to the Geordie Boss story as kind of the climax of this, but I'll just run through a few names uh, quickly. So MacArthur have today announced departures from a few players. So Craig Noon, uh, Susnia, is it Susnia? Yeah, Susnia, yeah. Uh, Arabuli, Romero, Nick Suman are all gone, along with assistant coach Jacob Burns. Yeah. Is it fair to say Noon is the biggest loss here, Damo? I would say so, yes. How dare you? Craig oh. Noon's the one player I can talk about. <laughs> then talk about him, mate. Go this on. is Cardiff City legend Craig. This is the greatest player in A-League history. <laughs> 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 this is the one guy that everyone could talk about because he played for Melbourne City for a bit. So Gibbo and Nick can talk about him at length yeah. as well. Everyone can talk about Craig Noon. You know, he's he's a class Craig's act. He was part of the Premier. He was part of the uh, bloody. But Craig Lo Craig Noon has Premier League experience. He was part of the Premier League card of City. Side. So does Jack Rodwell, but Jack Rodwell is shit. This is also very true. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Sydney FC. There was an A League post today about like mm. Sydney's all time greatest team against Melbourne City's all time greatest team, and they included Rodwell in there as a the centre back for City. I'm like, what? Alex Wilkinson is right there, fellas. Come on. <coughs> what are we doing? So much of his Premier about? League days is doing that heavy lifting, eh? Yeah, I mean, but even then, like, it wasn't good for City. The fact it wasn't that good he for was Sunderland. in the Premier League and yeah. played for Sunderland mm. and. Did these things? He played for Man City, mate. He played yeah. for Man City. He's doing so much heavy lifting in his career because he's honestly bang average. He's just not very good. He, um, yeah, and even like I don't know if you guys have watched Sunderland Till I Die that documentary, but like there's a whole episode dedicated to how Rodwell was like a cancer at the club and just collecting paychecks, just not contributing <laughs> whatsoever. I gotta watch Sunderland Till I want. Die. Eh? Away the lads. It's a good fucking show. It started off all of this pot. Uh, it, it really did, eh? Stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's on my list. I'm trying to do the Wrexham one at the moment, then I'll probably jump into it. Oh, oh that's a fantastic segue because a bit of a rumour going around right now, and, and, and Damo has some thoughts on this. <laughs> it's not. Tommy Glover could be signing for Wrexham. Why would he go to League Two? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he wants to do that with Ryan Reynolds. He doesn't. Of course it, he does. It's right. Backwards Reynolds. move in his career. <laughs> we need to be aiming for at least a championship move or a, a see, Belgian top flight. I disagree. Any other club in League Two, absolutely. But Wrexham is now such a massive anomaly that it's not necessarily a step back in that. Because A. They've got. They've started to have the program place. I, like, I wouldn't rule out a double promotion for Wrexham if they go to League One next year. I would not be surprised because they're going to attract players above. In the same way, and this is the man who's watched just enough episodes. Not the same way they brought in Paul Mullen the season after he was the League Two leading goal scorer and probably should have gone to at least a top top, top League One side, if not Championship. And instead, he dropped down to the National League because what they're doing at Wrexham with the backing they have, the star power they have, and the actual dedication they seem to be putting in place to do this properly and make it work, it's an attractive spot because you can see it. Tommy Glover could sign for Wrexham this season. And like, how, so how old is Glover? Because I have no idea. 24, I think. 20, 24. 24. Okay, so he could sign for no, Wrexham this 26. season. Really? Oh, I doubt you 24. 25, 26. All right, yeah. but even that's it. He could sign for Wrexham this season and he could be... 
conceivably a certainly a championship, if not maybe even, heaven forbid, a Premier League goalkeeper in six, seven seasons' time as he's in the second half of the prime of his career, having risen up the whole way through the ranks with Wrexham. And I think players are interested in doing something like that because it's a cool thing to be like, yeah, I I absolutely agree with with you, but the fact that this whole rumour started off from a uh, a pretty much a, a satire account on Twitter... And it's gotten the traction it has from like Sport Bible and <coughs> bloody some other stupid accounts on Twitter. Bible. I bet Sports Kita got involved as well. I bet that's fair. I see. I've I wasn't aware of the rumor, so I have no idea where it's come from. And that. And look, if he's got offers from championship sides or something, I'd probably still be inclined to be like, think, if yeah. if he's got a championship club, if like Bolton, actually, I don't even know who's the championship. Who do I know? Luton and if we, Coventry are in the if playoff. we. If Cardiff City is offering Tommy Glover a deal and telling him, you'll be our starting goalkeeper, <laughs> go be starting goalkeeper in the championship. And I would take Tommy Glover, if I'm honest. I think I think I would genuinely take him based off the three minutes of highlights I saw. I mean, I'd be ecstatic. He's a good keeper, we and he just happens suck. to be off contract. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's is that he'll just be linked to everyone just because he's doing half decent. Oh, and I think geez. just for the lols, they've just said Wrexham. Do you take Tommy Glover over um, Ryan Allsop, Matthew? Uh, Is yes. he the Wrexham number he's two? The, he's the Cardiff, he's the Cardiff ke- uh, keeper right now. Cardiff. Ryan Allsop. But there have been a few other names moving around, so uh, Western United have confirmed the departure of Dylan Pierius, but they have signed Angus Thurgate yeah. on a three-year deal. Which is a bit strange. It's strange, but I think it's a good signing for him. He's young. He's good. He's a, he's a solid pivot player. Yeah. I don't mind this from West. He is a good. He's a good A League player. He's a good A League player. He's and a classic. The, the next good step A-League for him, player. ideally, would have been to go and try his luck overseas. But um, if he feels that moving down to Melbourne and playing <laughs> under Western United at under John Aloisi. He's uh, going to improve his career, then all the best to him. But he's one of those players where you think, okay, yes, he's had a good season. He could definitely go overseas and do a job in Scotland or uh, mm. England or even on the continent. But, um, you know, apparently money money talks. So yep. he's uh, in Melbourne for the next three years. He heard rumours that Weston might actually have a, an actual ground to play on next year, and he was well, still like, oh, fuck yeah, sounds good to me, let's do it. Yeah, ground is doing a lot of heavy lifting there too. <laughs> and they're going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting to get that facility. ground ready to go, indeed. Uh, meanwhile, the Kerala Blasters over there in India have signed Josh Satirio. Incredible. Uh, that is the best signing of the window so far. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that you don't have fucked. to watch Sotirio in the league again, oh. at least for the next year, <laughs> is honestly it's so, getting me it's excited. It's so harsh. So harsh on Joshua Sotirio. He's a solid Joshua. A-League player. Hey. He's a classic solid A-League player. He's fine. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's collecting the bag. Uh, meanwhile, Newcastle, in, in response, they've recalled Josh Moragas from uh, the Lucas. Knicks. And they've signed... Sorry, Lucas Moragas. And they've signed Jacob Douse. Yes. Um, good signing. Yeah, well, Talented young fullback. I think, yeah, really 
good uh, attacking left back. Recorded like five assists mm-hmm. in almost six or seven games. Oh, it was more than that. Hold on. Yeah, I know, but they yeah. did it like in all like five right, or six yeah, games. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair shout, fair shout, fair shout. Um, and yeah, he's a Newcastle local, so mm-hmm. obviously wants to come home and see his uh, family and friends and play locally, which is uh, completely fair enough considering he was on the other side of the country. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's actually a very uh, uh, astute signing. Yeah, move from Pappas. one bankrupt club to another bankrupt it. club. It's good shit. <laughs> He's got a great moustache too. I like Jacob Dow. He's a good player. Um, and then, fi- wait, hold on. Where is it? Oh, yes. Uh, maybe you can speak on this demo because I am got no idea. But Western Sydney have apparently raided Sydney FC's academy and they've signed their... Um, NPL captain Oscar Priestman. Um, is, is is that a guy you're familiar with? Priestman. Yes. Um. Yes and no. Yes um, and no. I know that. Yeah. Obviously, he was a captain of the Sydney FC junior teams. Mm. And yeah, uh, just another one from Sydney FC going to Western Sydney because they don't see a future for themselves at Sydney FC. Yeah, classic banter. Corica, he's just not he's just a nasty bloke. Can't and um can't handle it. Who is it that uh Sorry, there was a um there was a thingy Sydney FC I'll have to find it. <laughs> right, while you do that, I'll bring up the final and, and definitely the biggest transfer news story to have come out because um, the A-League has made the Batuta advocate for something that's good. Jordy Boss has been sold to KVC Westerloo in a deal worth nearly $2 million, according to the writers over there at Batuta. $2 million is worth um, a case of Belgian Pilsner. Whether that is true or not um, remains to be said. But... um. My second burning question of the night. This is for both of you, so you both can jump in. There was an article on the Raw insisting that the boss move is proof that the ALM is uh, is working. Are they right? Uh, I'll let Damo lead because I'm probably not the right Sorry, one I was just, to um, um, talk about it. Coming back to my Sydney FC thing, they uh, appointed former player Alex Baumjohan to a oh yes 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 a technical youth. Advisor, player management, head of head of player, player management. management. Yep. And allegedly, this is a role designed to help them sell players overseas. <laughs> yes. So it's head of making money. So head of yes. yeah, essentially, which doesn't really bode well for young players being <coughs> progressed into the first team. No. However, it is oh. still a very left field appointment mm. and. Quite a, Maybe it quite a good it, one. it could though, like if that pans out, like depending how that works and that, if it actually means that like they're better at networking, good overseas transfers yeah, and that. Absolutely. Maybe young players will see Sydney FC as okay. I can go here, spend my teenage years here, develop, and then they will hook me up with a good fucking deal, and they will send me somewhere mm. good to progress my career. But that also, um, just, but George that also just kind of nurtures a bit of laziness though if you know that you might True. just grab an overseas opportunity when it 
kind of sort of presents itself to you, whereas you not working I think towards it. it. Ceilings, what Sydney FC can do, because it makes it sound like they're looking to just farm through players and make money. That's right. Not win exactly. titles, which is weird. But um, Geordie Boss, that's a um A League domestic record, like um yes. outgoing transfer, right? At two yes. million. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll still say that. Yeah, Zelko Kalach is uh, one point seven oh, million back in bloody eighteen yes. hundred um, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, would still obviously be the most expensive. Well, transfer. you've got to remember. Six months ago, $2 million was about 5 bucks. So, really, Geordie Boss has gone for fuck all. This is a steal in the Exactly, and that's, that's what I... Uh, I um, said something... I saw something on Twitter earlier in the week, and it had to do with the Grand Finals uh, decision. So, we sold the game off, essentially, for $4 million, mm. or $5 million, when we could have just... You know, sold two Geordie bosses overseas and put some more money into the game that way instead of selling out. But, but then the would Sydney the Bound Johan appointment over at Sydney kind of help with that if, if he's going to, you know, link that club with some nice moves overseas? That doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Well, if, if they if they facilitate if they facilitate, if they facilitate more sales from Sydney from young you know talented players, they're not going to you know have some more turnover and bring some more money into the league like like that way. I suppose, but it's yeah. I think most people just want to see the league kind of just grow in an authentic, organic way, whereas all that all that seems to me is trying to push something that isn't actually there. Okay. Uh, is Geordie Boss, you know, having a great season and, and getting sold for nearly two mil, is that your... Uh, is that that is my idea of something that's being mm-hmm. thought out organically and okay. authentically football-wise. Fair he's enough. come up through the ranks, he's been given an opportunity, he's showed some promise and they've given him an opportunity. And now 26 games is obviously not enough. And he could have been twice the player who is by now if we could have played more games. And they Melbourne City could have got double for him. So, Do you think he can succeed in Belgium? He's already been capped, obviously, in the, by the Socceroos. Oh, absolutely. He's got all the, all the tools to be a fantastic footballer, in, not, in, not only in Belgium, but in world football because I genuinely think he is a cracking left back and honestly do see the similarities between him and Gareth Bale. Yeah. You've been saying it for a while. I've been saying Gareth it for Bale a while. of Australian football. Is I it have. true? Oh my Geordie Boss, does this in your mind does this help him kind of leapfrog guys like Joel King? I mean maybe not Bayich, but into yeah, that kind of like absolutely. a yeah. left back role. Yeah, well not I think Bayich needs to stick around. Uh, but I do obviously see Geordie Boss as the yeah the definite replacement for Bayage in the future. And and for you, Matt, a more casual fan, does it kind of excite you to see a young, talented Australian player get sold for you know a record-breaking deal? Yeah, it's such a tricky one because on the one hand, you'd love a situation where these players 
are staying in the A-League for longer. rather, And a lot of them do eventually come home. Like, Jordy mm-hmm. Boss will probably inevitably come play for Sydney FC or something when he's 34. Yes. But, like, you'd love to see them stay and play here and that. But at the end of the day, at the same time, we are a smaller league and we are always going to be a smaller league. Um, Every league out there is always the... going to be a selling league. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, Europe is where you truly want to be for football. If you're good enough, if you're prolific enough, you're going to and you want to end up in Europe. So players that... So, yeah, the fact that we're developing talent that European clubs... uh, Yeah, you know, actually wanting to pick up and sign, that's exciting. Does, does it make sense to you, boys, that Boss has been sold for the equivalent of five Garan Quals? No. No. <laughs> and it, this is why this whole Qual thing, to me, just seems so premature. Yeah. Well, and it's just... Uh, yeah. Now I look back on it, it's just, it's just cringe. Post, I think. It's just cringe. That's cringe. Especially because, like... No cap, bro. It's fucking cringe. End the podcast. It's fucking cringe. It's all cringe. It's garbage. You compare the destinations... Yes. Um, Yes. Like, no disrespect to KVC Westerloo, but, like, KVC Westerloo has forked out $2 for a man who is a very good defender, but I don't know. Do we... I don't know enough. Is Boss the best young, like, Australian defender in the A-League? Absolutely. Uh, Tim or Triantis. Or Jacob Farrell. Yeah. yeah. But he's certainly... No one No one is looking at Boss, like... I have to put it in the easiest terms I can go. Garan Quall has borderline world-class potential on FIFA. Geordie Boss doesn't. The overall footballing landscape doesn't, doesn't view Geordie Boss as... Oh, one day he could be one of the top players in the world. There's a reason it was Case, KVC Westerloo that signed him. Yeah. Newcastle, it's Newcastle United who has gone for Quoll because they can see the talent there and they're betting Mm. that if he develops well enough that in two, three years' time he could be a Premier League title-winning side quality, like, player. Yeah. And they signed him for Sam Maximan in that team. What do they sign him for? 700, 900? Four hundred thousand dollars. Four hundred thousand. Fuck you, said no, it was, that um, is. It was four hundred. <coughs> you uh pounds. Four hundred thousand pounds. Three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. I don't know what. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Um, it's about six hundred k. That's insane because like, a Newcastle's had that big takeover. Like, make make yeah. them earn it. Like, play a little bit of because for starters. Newcastle wouldn't have been the only team ever to be interested. So yeah. if you hardballed too hard with Newcastle and they backed out of it, then someone else would come along and you're lower. But play hardball. Be like, okay, you want him. Give us $2 million. That's Or right. give yeah. us a lower deal. But at the very least, give us a fuck ton of like add-on incentives. Yeah. If he plays X number of Premier League appearances for Newcastle or scores X number of goals and stuff for them, the transfer fee cup stacking up. Have a fucking big sell-on clause yeah. in that. Because that's the thing. Yeah. Geordie Boss could end up being a, you know, 50, 60, 70 cap Socceroo championship, maybe even like a lower Premier League table kind of side, starting quality defender and stuff like that. Garan Cole could 
end up being genuinely one of the best wingers in world football. Probably won't, but that is the ceiling. Boss yes, will never go for more than 15 million. Garan Quoll could one day be a $70 million transfer. He's on the and next year. And they got 400000 for him. Yeah, I know. It's it's madness. But um, moving on, because we are running on time, baby. But yeah, uh, there have been a bunch of releases. <coughs> the transfer season is in full swing. The mutual termination season has begun. So I thought we could do a little fun thing. Just run through the A-League teams and kind of pick, like, a fantasy transfer for each of them. Uh, within reason, of course. Nothing too crazy here, boys. We've all got four teams each. I want to crack us off, because I feel like talking... I'm going to run through my four teams, then I'll, I'll get you boys to run through your f- four teams like so. So, I had Central Coast, Sydney, the Risen Roar, and Melbourne Victory. I'm going to work my way up from the bottom of the table. Of course, Cellar Dwellers Victory there. And I've decided that Dylan Pierius is a guy that they should pick up, all right? Uh, not a name that leaps off the table there, but he's solid. He's consistent. He's a he's a better option than, I think, Falami and a, a Oikonomidis at this point in time. I think him and Volupolate will be a nice little wing pairing there, and I think he'll serve Fornaroli pretty well. What do you boys reckon? Well, Damo, what do you reckon? Because I don't, I don't think Matt knows who Pierius is. I think Pierius. 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 Yes, that guy. He's a better player than Economides. Yeah, look. I would say so at the moment, yes. Beautiful. I'll take it. I'll take that. I've got the I've got the validation I need. Number two, Brisbane Raw. Let's be honest. Skepovic is shit. They need a striker who's actually good. They um they need someone who's no, mobile who can kind of fit in that young system. I've picked Becker Mikkeltadze. Not necessarily the youngest guy mm. around, but he's got a he's got a nice finishing boot. Yeah, he, he can move. He needs a change. Obviously, yeah. he didn't have a great season with Newcastle, but he's proven in the past that he can bang in goals. What do you reckon? Yes. Yes. But, but oh, it won't two happen. from two. He'll go to my and go back to Europe. Oh, ooh. Interesting. <coughs> Not in my books, he won't. Yeah, if I can bring him into the Raw. Mikkel Tadze. I'll buy a Becca Mikkel Tadze shirt. How about that? If he signs for the Raw, I will buy a Becca Mikkel Tadze Brisbane Raw shirt. Put it there. I've always wanted a Georgian in my, in my house. Let's do it. Number three. Sydney. <laughs> um, I've gone a bit more dramatic here. I've picked Morgan Shh. Schneiderlin. Oh, my God. Schneiderlin. I don't want him to play for Sydney. He's cool. Can't you pick it literally any other club? <laughs> yes, he's linked to Western United, but I think, you know, Sydney, they need a central midfielder. Bratton's getting a bit past it. Caceres is old as shit. Schneiderlin isn't exactly young, but he's, he's, he's a bit more in his prime than so those boys. And I, 28, 29. Is Caceres 28? No, 30. All right, fair enough. I just don't. I just think Schneiderlin's better. All right, I'll stick with that. And I think Corica is a petty bitch. I think he'd like to get one back at Western Sydney after they took Ninkovic from him. Yeah. So I think he'd love it, and I think he'd thrive over there at Sydney FC pulling the strings. Has Ninkovic left Western Sydney? No. No. Okay. No, he is not. But you say Schneiderlin's too cool for Sydney, Matt? Yeah, I don't like Sydney. Alright. Sydney's fucking Sydney FC. Least favourite A-League club. Fuck Sydney Sydney's... FC. <laughs> okay. I'm from Brisbane. Fuck Sydney. Yeah, Sydney's crap. Alright. We're full on anti-Sydney right now. I love and it. And I love Schneiderlin. So, but him in the A-League would be dope, so I'm on board. 
Oh, he's yeah. He, he played a half a season for Western Sydney, so he's already here and he wants to Did stay he? in Australia. Yeah. You gotta listen to the pod more, mate. Mate, and I finally, really do. That's fucking hectic. He's so, already got to be one of my all-time favorite A-League players in that case. <laughs> Central Coast. All right. Danny Vukovic is 38 years old. He's okay, but he's getting past it. So I reckon Central Coast should go out there and sign Oli Sale. Mm. One of the better keepers in the league. The Kiwi sensation. The, the starting New Zealand keeper, of course. Oli Sale's the way to go for Central Coast to shore up that defense. Uh, did you say that... Pierre's for victory? Yes, I did. He signed for Western Sydney, like... No. Really? Yeah, absolutely. He... No, he's a free agent. He's no, a free agent. he's signed for Western Sydney. You're shortling my balls. I just googled his name and it says he's currently a free agent having recently departed Western United. I think he is about to sign for Western Sydney. Well, victory should swoop in and sign him first. Mate, it's 2023. Contracts don't mean anything anymore. Well, that's true. As we saw with um, someone last season. Most people last season. (laughs) Victory have the money, so go out and do it. All right, next up. Matt, run me through your four teams and your four signings. All right. So, for, for starters, I should say... I know nothing about the lads kicking around in the A-League to be like, oh, this lad should move here. And I know nothing about who other people on these rosters are and where their real weaknesses are. So I took I took a unique approach. I tried to take a fun approach to this. I basically okay. went, okay, if I was starting a save with these teams in FIFA, <laughs> who would I go and sign? I like it. I like it. So my four teams are Perth, MacArthur, Wellington, and Adelaide. I'll start with Perth. Had an old look. Was like, mm Perth's backline, it's defense. They're fucking old. Yeah. There's three starting centre backs, 28, 32, 32. And their bench, nothing too crazy young or particularly. It's like Jacob Muir's 20. That's it. He doesn't seem like he's all that flash. So you need you some you need some youth people. down. And like Perth wasn't great this year. You need some youth down back to start building around it. So I went and looked. This is probably my most realistic one I came up with. Uh, the lad's name is Sam Curtis. He can play both right back and centre back. He plays yeah. in the Irish League. All right. Uh, he's twenty years old, and his <laughs> FIFA stats: he's got a sixty rating with eighty-one potential, and he costs around a million euros, which is a big splash. But you've it's got to make good, so that's within. That's only that's, that's only like a third. It's only like, it's less than a third of Perth's transfer budget in FIFA. <laughs> You've got to make plays if you want to win. So get, bring a rock in, build the, the defense around him, and build up. <laughs> I love it. I love the so FIFA. Perth, yeah. of course, bankrupt in real life, but yep, I love it. That's really good. <laughs> They've got like three and a half million euros in FIFA. Some great. They've got Irish. three and a half million euros, bro. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Um, I like had to double triple check, but the side I found the transfer budgets on had the correct looking figures for the Premier League club. Oh, so I'm like, these right. figures got to be correct. MacArthur, this one, this one gets even better. Looked at MacArthur, this team is terrible. So like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's not like they can just add a couple of pieces and boom, they'll be good. They need to start from scratch, build from the ground up. Best way to do that: bring in a young piece who can be the engine house of your midfield for the next two decades. They're signing Joe Bellingham. <laughs> Younger brother of Jude oh, yes. Bellingham. He's 16 years old for Birmingham City. 
He's a 61 rated with 82 potential. Very nice. And his, his value on FIFA is a million euros. Again, MacArthur <laughs> can just... afford that. It's a lot of their transfer budget, but Joe Bellium's going to be your engine house for the next decade or for the next four years until you sell him for like 20 million yep. and you make stock profit. So like, <laughs> huge signing. I, that one just makes too much sense. I think I, that's I thought. I thought probiotics of this shit was going to be the title of this podcast, but you come home strong with MacArthur. This team is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, from here it gets. Now we get really good. Wellington looked at Wellington. Wellington obviously decentish. They had a pretty good season. They made the finals. I think they just need something to get a bit over the hump. And I looked. I sort of felt their defense looked like it was the weaker aspect of their lineup. I was like, yeah, I'd like to get in a bit more of a solid rock at the back. Someone with a mm. lot of experience, leadership ability, who could really yeah. just be a talismanic man at the back there. A real face of the franchise. Huge. So I picked someone who's just become a free agent. Uh, I think Wellington should sign Phil Jones. <laughs> that would, oh, I'd that, love that That so would much. actually be a half-decent signing, you know. Yeah, he's 30 years old. He's like 70 rated, so he'd be yeah, their top rated okay. defender on FIFA and that. He's, that's awesome. that's the, kind of the prime spot for someone coming to the league. not a like, bad shit, you know. Someone who's know, made, a, made a meme of his whole career. It's like he, it's my most memeish suggestion. And then he but gets also to the come one to like, Australia and then just become like yeah. this huge player. Yeah, fuck just yeah. Become it's a, Johnny a meme Warren one, but it actually, it actually makes a lot of sense. He's literally the exact kind of person, like a more yeah, needle or absolutely. something. absolutely. Who would actually you, rock you up in You just know that the Kiwi fans would get of, behind him of so of the, of the, <coughs> I reckon, yeah. I reckon the second best player of the similar ilk coming up. Oh, he'd, he also, um, he'd make a great all, A-Leagues All Access episode as well. Oh, wait. big time. Uh, and then I had Adelaide. Adelaide's tricky for me. Obviously, Adelaide's an excellent side. Already has a lot of very, very good players there. Guys like Craig Goodwin and that. I reckon maybe I looked at and I was like, ah, I'd want to upgrade striker. Yes, agreed. Um, okay, so I've managed to nail that. Cool. I was like, I don't know if I'm disrespecting this bloke, but I was like, ah, looks like I could get a better striker in. Um, and so I figured uh, Adelaide, top club in that. You want to make a big splash. Um... Messi and Neymar both won out of PSG, so oh I reckon God, they sign one of them. For the love of Christ, I told I even I opened when I when I was ta- running the boys down to the show. I literally do not mention Messi and Neymar in this reasonable fantasy transfer. So. Hey, hey, this is what and I'm doing on FIFA. Anyway. They're there in free agency. You put all your fu- I've signed oh. Ronaldo with a shit club before. You put all your money from transfer budget into wages. Boom. Uh, my actual I, ones. I had a look. What could they get for the latter career strikers? And maybe this would be that. But I was like, okay, like that. I had three names I came up with that are all would be, I think, an upgrade on their current thing, if only to be able to bounce around for a season. Uh, either Ricky Van Wolfswinkel, Roberto Soldado, or Lucas Podolski. Oh, my God. Does Um, Lucas Podolski still play? Yeah, he does still play. They're all rated about like 72-ish, 73 on FIFA. They're all pretty bad. Van Wolfswinkel's only like 34. The other two are like 37. Yeah. So they're a bit bang old. But I think they're a big enough upgrade there that like, you know. Better than Nibisaki. If you stuck Podolski up front and gave him good enough service, he'll bang in goals. It's Lucas fucking Podolski. He's a machine. It's Roberto fucking Soldado, mate. I so love like, that. That's I want, fantastic. I want Podolski um, to play for Adelaide United. Would you buy a Podolski? If I buy a Mikkel Tadze shirt, will you buy a Podolski shirt? 
if Lucas Podolski actually came to the A-League, and even for, like, Adelaide or something, like, fucking, I don't even know, A-League jerseys are expensive from what I know, but yeah, fuck yeah, I'll splash $150 on a Lucas Podolski jersey, why not? Hells yeah. It's Lucas All fucking right. Podolski, mate. Matthew's come home very strong. Good stuff, Matt. Thanks for that, brother. Damo, last but not least, run it, th- run us through uh, your teams and your signings. All right. Well, starting off with the Newcastle Jets. Uh, I've done a little bit of research here, and you know, the Jets have craved for a centre midfielder, or mm-hmm. a defensive midfielder, just to hold down the show, and I think uh, with Thurgate leaving, yep. it leaves them a quality opportunity to bring in one of the championship's and formerly one of the Premier League's best centre defensive midfielders in Jake Livermore. Oh! Fuck yes. That is a name I did not expect to hear on this podcast. Jakey Livermore! What a guy! 33 years of age, off contract. Yeah. Seven caps for England. Yeah! Would be a quality addition. Oh, to a very depleted one, was it? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. no. That's coming up next. Ooh. I was going to get better. So, who, who's this for? Up. Sorry, I walked off to get a glass of water. This so I is didn't for die. the Newcastle Jets. Oh, yeah. They get around need that. a solid midfielder. <coughs> Someone with bags of experience. Just to hold down everything. Whole city legend, Jake Livermore. If you can do it in the championship, you can do it anywhere. Absolutely. I, like I really like that. That's really nice. Good stuff. Um, Opening up with a bang. Next one I've got is uh, Western United. Now, this was a bit more difficult. Um, I've, I'm going for... I think they need a similar player to Diamante. Yep. However, who is not Diamante. Okay. And who, who is not an attacking midfielder. Uh, I'm going <laughs> okay. with... Uh, Lorenzo Tonelli. Wow. From Empoli. He's, from Empoli. So he's still Italian. Still Italian. As I said, similar to Diamante, but not Diamante. Because yeah, Diamante is also Italian. Yes. Uh, Tonelli, ah. formerly of Napoli. Uh, yeah. 33 years of age. Not bad. They need Great a year. Leo Lacroix replacement. And genuinely think that that would be a very... Good signing for them. That would be oh, like absolutely that. sick. But that's not going to happen be because he's playing every week for Empoli and <laughs> he's actually a good player. But this is... I was going to say, just on a quick background check, it looks like he has some kind of social media influencer wife. Oh, oh wow. Actually, I was going to say, is she going to want to relocate to Australia? Lorenzo Tonelli. I mean, of course, I mean, she's, she's going. going she See? She's going to the west of Victoria, mate. She's going to go hang out in Tarnit. Absolutely. Yeah. This is what I mean. <laughs> it's all coming together, boys. It was either between him or his uh, Empoli teammate, Mattia Destro. Oh, I, I like Destro. Oh, he, fucking please be Mattia Destro. He's had some. He had potential for so long. He did. Never really he used to play for did. Roma. He did. Yeah. And I honestly think he could be a good striker slash replacement for Diamante. But I think yeah, they need agree. a little bit of uh, defensive <laughs> steel. 
So I went with they got the, to replace um, um, the hyphenator and Leo Lacroix. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and for right. Western Sydney Wanderers, now this is the one that I uh, was <coughs> kind excited of excited about. No, this is I, I'm actually pretty proud of this. Um, okay. So when you think of cult mm. players, uh, just good right. wingers who just uh-huh. never hit their the top. I always think of Anthony Knockart. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> Beam me the fuck up, Scotty. I'm on board. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. How good would that be to see Anthony Knockart in the A-League? He's off I contract was, was... from... Wait. I think he's on loan from Fulham. Okay, well, that he may not be... Yeah, off contract. He won't be playing in the Premier League. But he's not playing in the championship semantics. either. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. I was literally, I was going to say it when you mentioned Destro, and then you've gone and topped it. My favourite genre of A-League player is just, like, the obscurish mid-tier, like, decent, from, like, a middling (laughs) Premier League club or, like, an upper championship club or, like, the foreign equivalent and that, who were pretty fun. You used to sign in a few FIFA saves because they had okay potential, but they never really, truly became the stud that FIFA thought they could. And then... 10 years down the line, because these were guys you were playing with on, like, That's FIFA right. 12. Suddenly they rock up and they yes. sign the A-League, and you're like, I've not heard the name Mattia Destro in seven years. That's so cool. <laughs> like, I'll definitely watch a couple of games. Yeah. And then I just don't watch a single exactly. A-League game That's for the rest right. of the season anyway. That's, That's a real like, funny yes. Ben Carlfellow cool move right there. I like that yeah. really nice. Yeah, I like that too. Fuck as yeah, soon as I saw it, I'm like, yeah, now nah, that would hit different. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you're, any... bringing out, you're bringing out all the youth slang tonight, Damo. You're in... <laughs> I... Did you put on your snap cap today, did you? No. <laughs> um, moving on, swiftly moving on. Yes. Uh, also, from a bit of nostalgia and FIFA 13, FIFA 14 vibes, City. Um, well, actually, no, it probably wouldn't really make sense. But if they were going to upgrade from uh, Richard Van Der Ven, okay. I think the ideal replacement would be Stevan Jovetic. Oh, my he's, God. He's, he's just up, He's just one-upped himself three straight picks. <laughs> like, he would absolutely... The Montenegrin a, sensation, brother. Hell yes. Absolutely, like, could be... Um, Marquee, yeah, uh, quality. Fuck yeah, and I think that is more <coughs> signing than Luis Nani and Agreed. Charlie Austin. Ag- oh, well, yeah, which is Austin's a tough one because yes. of the family stuff, but yes. And he hasn't really enjoyed much this season. He was playing at Hertha Berlin. Yep, and obviously, that is a uh, former club of Matthew Leckie. Yeah, so there's so the connection there's is the there. The connection is there. <laughs> right, making these connections. <laughs> he played 16 <laughs> games, only scored 14, uh, four goals, and made two assists. So he hasn't really been playing that much. And he's getting Still up the there. Montenegrin captain, though. Yeah, He's no, getting up good. there. But he could be that player, that Montenegrin player that just goes mm. overseas during the transfer. Uh, the, international window and then just scores like seven goals and then comes back and then just keeps on absolutely destroying the league. That's awesome. And That's I fantastic. love that. But 
That's great. All right. That's really good. Thank you, boys. You've nailed it. That's fantastic. All right. Remember, Damo, when we said this might be a, a short 45-minute episode? Yeah, ne- it was never going to happen. I don't do a short podcast, mate. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to some more news stories before we finish things off with a split the wall. Um, some big ones. Some big ones. I'm going to do international football last, I think, and I'll start off with some NST stuff. So a couple of clubs, uh, you know, big omissions from the second list of NST clubs to, to make it to the shortlist. Peninsula Power and Blacktown. Um, you mentioned Blacktown last week, Damo. So they have both won titles in the past three years, but were rejected from the second list of teams to make it into this kind of second round of yes. consideration. And they both, basically, they both released statements claiming that neither were given reasons as to why their so EOI who was, the was other one? rejected. Blacktown and <laughs> Peninsula Power. Yes, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Redcliffe. So, so does this kind of worry you, boys, that you know um, the A League are kind of bombing the NST by you know just just failing to communicate correctly with some of these clubs? Can someone give me a little bit more information on this? So, what so, what were they EOIing for? So they're building a, a national second division in the A League. Yeah. Okay. So it, that's what I was thinking. So it's for this second division. Yes. Yep, which will have promotion into the A League. Correct. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. That is that is the goal, I think. And. Uh, and yes, so some clubs have already been rejected and basically they've complained that, well, you know what, the um, FA and, and the APL didn't give us an actual reason as to why do we got rejected. you have at hand, or could you quickly find, do you know like the list of Queensland clubs that have been approved? Yep. Um, I think there's Brisbane City, uh, Brisbane United, the, um, yep. the, the one that signed an agreement with Borussia Dortmund. Oh, yeah. um, I think. I think it was Olympic one of them. Yeah. Y- yes. Gold Coast Knights. Gold Coast Knights. Gold Coast Knights definitely in there. Yep. Gold Coast United as well. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to like compare what I may. It's not always the best, but I have a semi decent knowledge I mean, of the yeah. sort of Greater Brisbane football scene. And mm-hmm. like Peninsula Pen- Power is enough of a stronghold. That's right. but I, I don't see why Peninsula, Peninsula Power. Can... In the um, NSL, what were they? That was something. That sounds right. So it's Brisbane City, Brisbane United, Gold Coast Knights, Gold Coast United, Olympic FC, yeah. and the Sunshine Coast Fire. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, I'm surprised by something like Peninsula Power. And, like, I'd rather see a couple of the more... Yeah, older one, ones that I've always like. I've known about Peninsula Power for ages. I there's a couple of these other ones, and I'm like, I'd never, you know. I'd have them over the Sunshine Coast Fire and Day of the Week. Absolutely. I, well, there's other there's other um plans. I don't know whether they're still a thing, but I would have liked um Pine Rivers or something over um yeah Sunshine Coast Fire. I mentioned the Queensland Lions as well. Um, last week <laughs> they didn't get a, a shoe in, unfortunately. No. Well, I'd did like... they even did they apply? I'm sure they all applied. Because well, my only feel with Lions is the kind of... Uh, they do but don't have ties to the Raw anymore. It's weird. Yeah, that's yeah, a fair point. Because um, yeah. if, they're, if they're considered separate enough from the Raw, um, as someone who in junior football fucking hated Queensland Lions. If you yes. didn't, if you, Unless you played for Lions. If you didn't hate Lions, you were doing it wrong. Um, Queensland Lions should be the first Queensland club picked. Mm-hmm. Queensland, Queensland Lions are the best club in Brisbane. Yeah. By a fucking country mile. Yeah, a big club. Like, I don't know... Wh- also... Yeah, I don't know what happened. Also, 
on the off chance they ever got promoted, oh. name a better stadium on the planet than Luxury Paint Stadium. I know. It's got Luxury Paint <laughs> as a goddamn Luxury sponsor. Paint Stadium. I, I, like, I would go to every fucking game at Luxury Paint Stadium if and the Lions were in the fucking A-League. And we I have a Raw there. Lions derby. It'd be fantastic. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's out of Richland. Yeah, Richland. That's like a local commute for me. I'd be so on board. It's got public transport infrastructure. Matthew it's Rod near Denton's a train station. There. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Apart maybe from that, the only other club that should get it. It should be Turinga Rovers. Yeah, fuck Turinga Rovers. Maybe they're worried <laughs> that because the, the Preston Lions are pretty much a shoe in to make it, that they don't want yeah. too many teams um, with a lion as their, as their logo getting in. <laughs> Preston um, Lions, yeah. Preston Lions, fuck by the Preston. way, they're building a Absolutely. new grandstand Preston as a part of their push for the NFT. Absolutely. Surely. Preston, um, that's too confusing. Preston's already a club in the championship. That'll become very confusing. They need to come ah, up with a different name. So right, fuck mate. the Preston Lions. It should be um, the Queensland Lions. Meanwhile, uh, Denny Jean Rowe. Denny Jean Rowe is finally starting games for Toulouse, which is a good sign. You know, for Australia, <coughs> kind of Amid controversial circumstances. Yes. Yes, this is correct. Obviously, uh, a lot of the other Toulouse players have been um, homophobic, which you hate to see, but... I'm glad John Rob is getting a chance. We'd love to see it. Um, and then just to kind of follow on from the the infamous um, pitch storming situation from a while back, nine men were placed on a good behaviour bond without conviction and given a ban from all sporting games for a year in relation to this. So that the victory guys who stormed the park against Melbourne City all those months ago. And additionally, they were ordered to contribute between $800 to $1,800 to the Restoration Fund for Amy Park. Uh, damages were estimated at over two hundred grand in total. So I'll ask you, boys, is that kind of enough of a punishment for these for these men? Oh, it's a bit light. Mm. But, Tends you know, agree. anything will do, I suppose. <coughs> it's something, it's, it's, but it's it is a, start, a bit light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact it's only for a year of the bands is a little bit surprising. Yeah. Considering a lot of places, I'm pretty sure if you, like, streak or something at, like, the Rugby League or at, like, Suncorp, it's a life ban. Is it actually so, a life ban for streaking? I think so. I genuinely think it might be a life ban. That's harsh. If you, um, yeah... Go on the MCJ or some shit. It's like sixteen thousand like, dollars or twenty thousand dollars. That's how you. That's how you disincentivize stuff like that. And because as while it is fucking hilarious, at the same time, yeah. if you're actually being sensible <laughs> about it, you don't. There's no place for that as well. It's just fucking stupid and unnecessary and gets in the way of stuff. So the fact that they've not only entered the field of play, but injured a player, caused genuine chaos, forced a match to be abandoned, and yeah. they're getting all banned for a year, like. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, if anything, you know, it feels a little bit like the yeah. league being scared of like the hardcore like supporter groups. Yes, which is a shame because the league cannot <coughs> be scared. And I think the fines are a bit light as well. I would have liked to see a bit more money getting forked out there, but our times are tough. Um, on to international football. Damo, I'm going to leave the the announcement for the Joey's team and the Ollie Roos team till next week because we are running short on time, uh, but just keep in mind. really worried about it. All right. He's not worried. No stress. But Asia Cup, the, the groups have been announced. Yes. And Australia 
have been drawn with Uzbekistan, Syria, and India. Incredible. Matthew, my third and final burning question of the night. Very simple. Will we win our group in the Asia Cup? Yes. Daniel, do you agree with me? (laughs) I want to, but I I, I don't necessarily have faith. Why not? But on talent, on paper, who, then who yes. Do you, who do you think's beating us? Syria's pretty good, man. Syria have been terrible for like three years. They rely on individual talent. And they had one player worth... Look, yeah, not even one player. They're way past it, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, so this, like, this is I'm a good group. We've, got, an we've gotten off that, well but... here, boys. We've gotten off well. No, yeah, I was just like none of none of those are nations that are like on my traditional list of ones where like in World Cup qualifying when I see them drawn in the group I'm like oh no yeah. this could be problematic. Omar Al Soma um can only carry the team for so long. But it's just like I remember Arnold's last Asia Cup campaign wasn't particular. obviously the World Cup was fantastic. So we I was going to say, where, what do you mean you're struggling to have the faith? Did you? We were the best team at the World Cup and we were absolutely robbed. What are you talking about? <laughs> we could have won just, it all. I'll never have faith, Matthew. I'm, I'm always worried about that. The Socceroos squad there, but yes, this is a good. We're goal. former Asian Cup champions. Not with Graham Arnold at the helm, but y- yes, it. No, this he's is a better good than whoever won the Asian Cup for us. Big Ange was it? Big Ange? It was Ange. Ange how dare it? you? How yeah, he's dare better than Ange. Say that about Big Ange. Did Ange ever get us out of the group stage of the World Cup? Exactly. Oh my god! Oh my god, Matthew! Oh my god! Graham Arnold is the greatest coach in the history of the Socceroos. Oh my god! This guy not named insane. to us hitting. Ah, oh, shout out to Hussinik, my man's. He's my my cousin. I love Hussinik. Syria absolutely raiding Sweden for expatriates. Really interesting. What a country, Sweden. Free uh, free education over there in Sweden. Make it happen, boys. Albanese, take notes. Stop bothering Joe Biden. He's busy. Just just give Sweden a call and, and ask him how to fix our education system. But um, right. yes, the last on, big um, store. yes, back to the question. I think yes, we do definitely top the group. Uh, it'll be fun watching us play India. It's like the Ashes. <laughs> yes, it will. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not like the Ashes actually, but yes. Well, it's similar because Australia playing India. But no, because the Ashes are against England. I mean, I, I did mention <laughs> mention that a Border Gavaska trophy. <laughs> Yeah, that's for the Border Gavaskar Trophy. There you go. <laughs> but I was thinking of it. it. First try. Except this will be the Dimi Petrados, Dimi Petrados Trophy. T- <laughs> 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 yeah, I suppose, yes. Dimi this Petrados, is why Jacob Gauss wanted trophy. to go to Newcastle. Yeah, the depraved. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. Oh my god, I love it. But um, I think the last big story to get to before we wrap things up here. Uh, so, obviously, 65 days, well, less now. I think 63 days until the Women's World Cup. And the Matildas have 11 injured players with a combined 1,000 caps between them. Uh, big names like Kaya Simon, Tegan Micah. I'll just run through one more. Fuck it. Mary Fowler, Emily Gielnick, Steph Catley, Alana Kennedy, Tamika Yallop. Claire Polkinghorn, Elise Kellen Knight, Chloe Legazzo, and Emily Van Egg. That's Egmont. literally our starting oh. eleven. Yeah, that is um, like you were like I wasn't sure where yeah. you were going to draw the line for big names, but you seem to really want to focus in on Kai. Kai I Kaya love Simon. Kaya Simon. 
<laughs> does not rate compared to Mary Fowler and Steph Catley. It's it's a Catley's tough list. almost irreplaceable. It's a tough list. It's yeah, tough absolutely. List. Um, and Fowler Fowler is our best young player by a country mile. She yeah. is so good. It's a really tough list. So hopefully they all get healthy uh, in time. So they're literally are yeah, starting all... eleven, apart from Sam Kerr. Well, and there's a few others like Rasso and stuff like that, Kennedy. But it's incredible. I did not notice it. Yeah, that's that's eleven genuinely like, yes, yeah, actual proper Matilda. Yeah, as you said, with a thousand caps but between them. Um, I feel like our situation. Do we know like length of injury for some of these? Uh, I won't go into detail, but a lot of them are like recovering from ACLs. So it is yeah, okay. Of, but so none of the none of these are like absolute confirmed out no, of the World Cup. They could all play, but they could all also not play. I just, I just <coughs> want to point out that I feel like everyone or all the top national teams are losing a lot of their players to injuries at the moment. Yeah, it's a blow. Oh, uh, it's. I mean, women. the when when Medema went down, I was almost like, do I even give a shit about the World Cup anymore? What's like, yeah, nah. there's been there's big ones. We're gonna see Sam Kerr play. All right, Sam Kerr. Don't Cup bloody don't win Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr is not even in like my ten favorite women's footballers. Oh, it's about the class, mate. It's about the class. Which is why I wanted to see Vivian Medema because <laughs> I think Medema is probably the best player in the world. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. We can all agree, fuck Robbie Slater, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But... Robbie Slater's a dinosaur. He's a, exactly... Matthew, you say something bad about Robbie Slater. You can crap... You can oh, crap this was... Angry. I think I have a rough idea what you're talking about. Yeah, no, fucking reprobate. Oh, strong word. Love that word. That's fantastic. Wow. At the metaphor right there, coming in strong. The Merchant of Hume bringing the big guns. All right. That. We are going to split the wall, boys. This is the segment where, you know, you know, a couple of the lads, they basically debate a topic for 60 seconds each. Now, it's Matt's first go, and Damo, you lost last no, time, so I'm going to give Matt the... F- yep, um, well, you, you've been good, and then you, you got hammered by Nick last well, time. I chose the okay. wrong can, direction last week. You did, and now you don't even have that choice, because no, Matt's right. going to be able to choose his, um, his angle first, and you'll get second go of it. So, Matt, the question is thusly... If a player like, well, I'll, I'll go with Steph Catley instead. If a player like Steph Catley is doubtful to be healthy, but might be able to play even in, like, say, the playoffs, do you use a spot on your restricted 23-woman roster for her, or do you pick someone who is absolutely 100% healthy? Okay, that's the question. you got to pick one side of the argument, pro, yay or nay. You get 60 seconds to argue your case, and then Damo will go second. Simple? All right. Yep. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Are you ready? Let me reset my timer. There it is. Okay, three, two, one, go. Okay, so when I read this in this fucking spreadsheet, I was a bit, like, doubtful you used Kaya Simon as an example. I love Kaya Simon. I know, but I was going with absolutely not. But with guys like... Oh, sorry. Gals like Mary Fowler, Steph Catley in the kind of doubtful list... Yes, these players. These are players who, if, when we make the knockout stages, if they've come good and they're healthy by then, and you can play them, these are players who will win games. Steph Catley is, I would say, our best fullback, 
and she has been for several years now. She is a amazing vital piece of the Matildas. Mary Fowler is already at such a young age, arguably one of the best Matilda outside of Samka. Um, you've just got to take that chance. You've got to back ourselves in. We should get out of our group. Whether like picking someone like this, wasting a roster spot on an injured player, it might cost us topping the group, but you can find a way through even from second place in the group. We're going to get out of the group stages regardless of who we try That's out. time. So, yeah. All right. He's going Pick with em. the pro argument. Damo, you got to go the other way, brother. Yeah. Are you ready, son? I think so. He's not sounding confident. Hopefully he can pull it together yeah. and get back on the yeah. score sheet. All right. Three, two, one, go. Well, I'm going to go with the old adage that uh, experience is more important over inexperience. Now, I've heard that many times in my uh, in my days uh, playing various amounts of sport. And in this case, <coughs> I think we have to take the risk. We have to use all their experience players, whether they are completely fit or not. This is the biggest tournament in Australian women's football history for Australia. To have the World Cup on home soil, we need our best players in the squad, and we need them. Damo, I'm going to stop you there, brother. You're arguing the other side. <laughs> Do I win by disqualification? <laughs> what? So Matthew is on the side that he wants. He, he he wants to pick them, no matter if they're fully healthy or not. You're arguing the opposite, Damo. Oh, I thought he was saying about having to bring in. No, I said uh, if they go, if there's a Young. chance they're healthy by the knockout stages, you pick them. Oh fuck. Yep. <laughs> Steph Catley wins you football matches. <laughs> I'm gonna give you another go, well, Damo. I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> I picked the only correct side of the argument. Exactly it's right, a tough yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to have another go? No. I'll just leave it at that and take the L. No, I'm not even gonna. No, because then I look like an idiot. <laughs> you already look like an idiot, Damo. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're nice to him, you'll edit that bit out and let him just go from answering oh, it properly. I'm definitely saving it as a sting, though. Davo, you're going to go or no? Can I rage quit? <laughs> <laughs> just I will say, article. 60 seconds, it just, it's not a long time to argue by. No, it is not. No, it Especially, is not. I feel like Damo's biggest issue is he's slow, like, thought out and methodical in the way he delivers in that. That 60 seconds is his, like, his preamble to the actual point. Yeah, he did, he did just spend 20 seconds explaining an adage to us. It, it's, it's, <laughs> exactly. It's right. But when but it works, it works really well. You didn't say anything. <laughs> you got to listen, mate. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to turn it around on us, but then you just kept going. I was going. doing research. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking to chat GPT. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, Damo, Damo, I, did, Damo, I, Damo, I didn't Damo. listen to the first bit, which I should have. Um, yeah, I should have told. I should have asked again. <coughs> what was the? What was the original? <laughs> okay, so if a if a star player like Steph Catley is doubtful to be healthy but might be able to play, do you use one of your restricted twenty three mm. women women roster spots on her, or do you pick someone who is absolutely healthy? Oh, okay. Matt is arguing that, yes, you pick them because they're that good, so you just got to take the oh, risk. Okay. 
Oh. You're arguing the other side. Oh, absolutely not. Like, wait, should I start Best the timer? Start the timer, fuck it. Okay, three, two, one, go. I think if you've got a player who is on the limit, who is on the, uh, on the, on the fence, you've got to go with someone who's fit, raring to go, because as I said, this is the biggest tournament in women's, Australian women's football history. And we've got to take no chances bringing someone who is on the fence. We need everyone to be fit. We need everyone to be firing. And we're going to get the W. And that's as simple as that. Okay. Leaving it there? Yeah, that'll do. Alright. Damo go with the risky play of cutting his argument short halfway through. (laughs) Didn't want to use. Uh, I, I, you could have gone with like um, a Joel King example. You yeah. know, they they picked him even though he wasn't healthy and he was shit at the World well, he didn't Cup. Didn't play, so it didn't, didn't matter. Oh shit! Oh, sorry, Atkinson. Atkinson. Oh, yeah. There sorry. you go. But you didn't. Um, <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to pick Matt. <laughs> yeah. As the winner here. Because <laughs> I don't think I have another option. I mean, Paolo, didn't uh, didn't Paolo Dybala not be able to play for, like, the first half of the actual World Cup? And he was pretty handy in the finals, so, like... That's, this is true. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, you back him, back him in. Back him in? All right. Although, um, I will say, I do actually think we have enough depth. There is so many have, um, uh, Matilda's quality players that, like, we will find a way to field a competitive I side. I haven't been keeping up, which is probably my go. biggest issue at the moment. <laughs> Life's been crazy lately, brother. Life's been crazy. It's all good. Oh, Jesus. That was split in the wall, and that, um, that pretty much wraps us up here for the full medal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really good. It just helps when the people arguing fucking listen. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely, you're right. Hey, Mo, I have faith that you'll come back stronger than ever that you're, you're yeah. next time around. <coughs> I believe in you. Damo, I believe in you. And um, I believe that we can make some quick fire predictions for the uh, A League final second legs, lads. Demo, who's taking it home in the second leg? Melbourne City, Sydney FC, Central Coast, Adelaide. Um, I think Central Coast are too strong at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Melbourne City will get the job done. At home, too. Okay. All right. So, we've got a City Central Coast final. Yep. Matthew, your thoughts? Uh, I think City as well. I just think that there's, there's too much class on that City side. If they don't get it done, that's embarrassing and head should roll. Um, they've got to get the job done. Okay. I am going to pick with my heart over my head for the other fixture, though. I want it to be Adelaide. Yep. And so, I'm going to manifest it to be Adelaide. Because I want to see Craig Goodwin lift the fucking A-League trophy. Nice. All right. This is nice. This is really good. We've got would, three different responses. I would absolutely love to see the cum dog lifting the A-League trophy. That's a good point as well. He does the little celebration with it oh, in, his, in his other hand. That'd be, that'd be cool. Um, I think, yeah, Central Coast is too strong. They, I, I'm backing them to win the whole thing. But I also think I think Sydney figured out Melbourne City a little bit in that first leg. I think Corica knows what he's doing, and I think they're going to upset Melbourne City and ruin a break a lot of hearts. In the process. Uh, happy with that. I may or may not be playing devil's advocate against Nick and Andy, but that's okay. 
Um, we'll get back to them when they hopefully listen to the podcast. She'll be right. But uh, that brings us to the end of a cracking episode of the four-man wall, a three-man wall today, but we did a good job. Have you boys had a fun time? As always. I wasn't sick, so I reckon it's gone Yeah, good. absolutely. I, yeah. Even if I was sick, I would have had a good time, but I'm still here. Beautiful. You are indeed. You're an absolute soldier, Damo, carrying the pod as usual. Um, you can check us out on all the socials at Online Hub Media on Instagram, uh, at Four Man Wall on Twitter. Check it all out. Check out our sister podcast, Three of the Grid F2 for You, all on yep. the same Enjoying feed. Enjoying the, same the uh, content over there thoroughly. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that from you. I'm, I, I really do. That's really nice to say. Fuck yeah. Get behind it, boys. And uh, this has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you all. to start some active area chants for Harry Styles. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> would have added to the atmosphere. <laughs> what was it? When I say Harry, you say Styles? <laughs> I can't even remember, to be honest. Mate. That, ah, that was America. It went along the lines of, everywhere we go, <laughs> everywhere we go, it's the Harry boys making all the noise, everywhere we go. Yeah, I may have had that idea in that head, head, but I did not follow through with it. <laughs>